The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Let's talk about FTX, uh, which has brought the specter of fraud into this business cycle. And uh, the question now, whether FTX's downfall was due to incompetence, too much risk, or flat-out fraud. To talk about this some more, we've got Edward Harrison. He's at Bloomberg Senior Markets Editor, who's been writing a column about this topic. And Ed, I know you make an observation that stuff like this typically happens uh, towards the end of cycles. Can you tell us more? Yes, uh, Paul. Thanks for having me. It is interesting that when you look back at most of the major business cycles, including the Great Depression, that the large frauds happened very near the end. That is, that the large institutions that had the veneer of respectability, but underneath uh, fraudulent activity was occurring, they didn't go bust. The fraud wasn't uncovered until all of the rate hikes had been through uh, the economy had potentially had gone through the ringer. It was right at the end that uh, the the fraud was uncovered. I'm wondering if there's an analog here that would help us understand the magnitude of this. I mean, is the Bernie Madoff scandal in any way um, analogous to what we're seeing play out in the FTX story? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's to be determined whether it was incompetence, fraud, or or, or, or what have you. People talk about uh, Lehman Brothers. Uh, and Madoff as the the two parallels that they're most uh, likely thinking about. I actually look back at uh, Ivor Kruger from 1929 to 32. He was, uh, I I think of him as more of an analog in terms of, here was a business that was a very real business. It was doing well. But when uh, the whole economy hit the skids, uh, the the manager, Ivor Kruger, the owner of the, the company, turned to fraud. And eventually it was uncovered and he uh, took his own life uh, in 1932. So the parallel here is, is that FTX was a real company. It was uh, if they had stuck to their knitting and uh, engaged in uh, exchange activity rather than loaning money or acting in a um, untoward way with an affiliated company, they would still be around. Is this perhaps a different case, though, because the crypto world is somewhat opaque, there's very little regulation, and there's another old saying, there's never just one cockroach. Right. I would agree with that 100%. Another place where um, the uh, Swedish match king 
was very similar to what's going on today is the lack of regulation. Price Waterhouse back in the day looked at the books uh, uh, when they had a chance to do so, and they said anyone with any sort of uh, rudimentary accounting knows that these books are completely fabricated and fraudulent. The the poor record keeping. The, the lack of, of a regulatory structure to make sure that this company uh, had uh, good accounts is very much something that would not have happened in a more highly regulated banking industry or even within the United States outside of the banking industry. I remember in the 1990s, kind of the late 90s, when the guys at Traders over at Enron were held in such high regard. Nobody could figure out what was going on at Enron to the degree that the company was able to um, create those enormous returns. And then the bloom came off the rose, so to speak. It was a spectacular uh, unwind there. I mean, do we think that it's going to arc in the same way in terms of prosecution? Is there going to be, I know you're talking about the lack of regulation, but there has there been the kind of violation of law where we would see kind of aggressive prosecution of this case? Yeah, I think that we're at the point, uh, the discovery point. Uh, the new the CEO of FTX uh, has said that it, the accounts are very terrible. He was also uh, the man who was uh, responsible for cleaning up Enron. Uh, what we know now is, is that there was 60 billion dollars of collateral, according to Sam Bankman-Fried, that went down to nine billion. We know that they engaged in a non-arms length re- relationship with the affiliated Alameda Research, which Sam Bankman-Fried also started. So there are a lot of things that have happened that would suggest that at a minimum, we're going to see some prosecution. If you think back to the 2008 uh, scenario, we had Lehman Brothers, we had Countrywide Financial with Angelo Mozilla. Both of those companies there was an attempt to uh, find out whether there was malfeasance, but ultimately uh, the, no one went to prison in, in those cases. So we can't really say at this point other than it's very likely that we're going to see prosecutions. Yeah, there are, according to the um, U.S. Bankruptcy Court, 50 unsecured creditors owed more than $3 billion. It suggests there's an awful lot more unsecured creditors out there. How long is it going to untangle this mess, and how bad does it, does it look? It, it is a good question because today in the bankruptcy proceedings, the creditors were not named. They did not want to be named. I would imagine part of that is because they're involved in the same business, and once it's learned who they are, there were the top ten creditors had nine-figure uh, credits with uh, with FTX, uh, people will then start to wonder whether these individuals, these uh, organizations, have problems themselves. Ed, what do you think the reputational damage is to the entire crypto space as a result of this? I think that the, it, the reputational damage is tremendous. It means that it can no longer be seen as a, an adjunct uh, to the regulated banking system, that it's not something to get involved in unless you're a true believer. No one who is mainstream, and certainly not institutions, will want to touch this with a 10-foot barge pole. Yeah, crypto, once known as digital gold, a new payment system, a replacement for cash, uh, having underlying blockchain technology. Is this uh, technology an answer in search of a question? Just quickly. 
I think it is. It, it, it is. Uh, we have yet to see the killer app, so to speak. There's no applicable usage of blockchain technology thus far that would bring it into the mainstream. And that's the biggest problem. All right. Edward Harrison, Bloomberg Senior Markets Editor, writing a very fascinating column about the downfall of FTX. Recommend you read that uh, on the Bloomberg Terminal. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.